every concert, like Gangbusters, it it just overwhelms the feeling of camaraderie and morale and the fact that it's unreal. Like I say all the time, I'm like, oh, I forget that I'm a sailor, but like, truth is, I am, and it's just it's so cool to be able to represent and honor those people. You're listening to The Signal Man with your host, Josh Urban. Josh Urban. Welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Get ready for the perfect interview for a Music Monday, a conversation with Christine Sia and Adam Grimm from the U.S. Navy Band. I sat down with them recently at their headquarters in the Navy Yard in Washington, D.C. They've got a band building. It's the ultimate. It's also really clean, matching the top level of professionalism and discipline of the band. I was impressed. And it's not every day that I get to make a Navy pun, but they certainly do run a tight ship. Pull up a chair and listen in to our conversation about the music and the band. Music they help bring to the world not only for the joy of it, but to represent themselves, the Navy, and the country. Without further ado, Christine and Adam. Thank you so much for having me by your epic band headquarters here at the Navy Yard. Well, thank you for coming by. It is my pleasure. Um, just an introduction for the listeners. Could you just sort of introduce yourselves and what your role is in this and who you are? Sure. Uh, I'm musician first class Christine Sia, and I'm the vocalist with the Commodore's Jazz Ensemble here at Navy Band. Awesome. You're not swinging from a chandelier. Different spelling. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm Senior Chief Adam Grimm. I'm the Public Affairs Officer for the Navy Band. So in civilian terms, I'm basically the Director of Communication. Nice. And you played saxophone for a while. And I, I started in the band playing saxophone. That's right, in 2001. That's wonderful. Well, so you're both, um, both fine musicians coming to this, helping in different capacities. Christine, what are some of your, your favorites, some of your influences that you blend into your own vocalizing? Um, I'd have to say that uh, I love Ella Fitzgerald, obviously huge, huge impact on my growing up. Um, I also grew up on Judy Garland. Nice. Uh, watching old movie musicals with my grandmother and my sister, and awesome. so that sort of was the intro to jazz <laughs> by way of musical theater. Um, I also love Bernadette Peters, so <laughs> just her voice is incredible and you know that it's her in the instant that she opens her mouth um that distinct distinctness distinct is, yeah. yeah right it's just that uniqueness that's that's <laughs> such a such a wonderful thing yeah. such a wonderful, and and some of your other or do you have any other influences like when you're not singing are you are you painting are you drawing are you doing engineering things <laughs> <laughs> what yeah. else do you bring into your music uh i love to cook i guess I, I know it's not necessarily like an artistic. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely artistic. Yeah. I love experimentation with food. So it's just cooking awesome. things up. Watch yeah. out! I'm gonna latch onto that metaphor. It's gonna get old. It's gonna get. You shouldn't have said that. <laughs> so, Adam, how about you? About your your own musical and and then sort of your professional influence. Some of your heroes with making sure the ship is sailing forward. As a musician. 
you know, I, I grew up playing classical saxophone, and one of the early influences, oddly enough, is somebody who played in the Navy band. Uh, it was a classical saxophone player by the name of Dale Underwood. And I first heard a recording of him playing with uh, the Texas Tech University band, and it was you know back in the 90s. And I thought, wow, this is what a saxophone could do. And that was really inspiring. And, and I give him crap to this day for, for <laughs> tricking me into playing classical saxophone. But I also listen to jazz a lot. And, and actually, I feel like trumpet players more influenced me. I think I was a, a trumpet player stuck in a saxophone player's body. So uh, Clifford Brown, Freddie mm -hmm. Hubbard, all the way up to Wynton Marsalis. These are the guys that really spoke to me musically. And then today, you know, as a as a communicator, as a communication professional, there's so much out there to be influenced by. I think the whole podcasting uh, revolution is amazing. I'm really into uh, visual design, so I mean, just look around, and there's constant inspiration for for everything that we do. Oh, very nice, very nice. Well, so what does what does a typical day look like? I know you both have different days. But Christine, so you're coming in, coming into work, coming into the gig, what does it look like? Well, I guess the funny thing you can say is that there isn't really a typical day because the band, we have a lot of different areas of responsibility. Like for instance, we always have a ceremonial unit over at Arlington Cemetery mm. for um, funerals. Right. But then, uh, like I was telling you earlier yesterday, we had a gig over in Milton, Delaware. And it was really incredible being able to do that sort of public outreach service and seeing all of the locals come and they were waving their American flags. Oh, how and, nice. Um, so we'll, when we're not gigging, we're in the building and we're either rehearsing um, or we have what's called collateral duties. And that is other uh, duties that we carry throughout the band so that we are self-sufficient. Oh, so. Nice. In the Navy, we, we don't have a yeoman. We do our own administrative work. And I personally have uh, social media, so I work here in the public affairs office. And on top of that, I also do tour operations for my band. Aha, they finally found a way to make a singer carry gear. Basically, is what's going on. They no. designed that for you, just so you know. <laughs> But no, no, all joking aside, that's wonderful social media. That's, man, that's a job in itself right there. Gee. Adam, what does your day look like? My day would probably be a little bit more typical than, than Christine's. Mm -hmm. I have a, a fairly routine office job, though even with what we do. I mean, just last week I, I got back from, I was on the road for about a week and a half with our rock band. So a couple months out of the year I'm on... Uh, traveling with one of our bands on tour, which is great, great That's way to cool. see the country. Yeah. Uh, so we were down and we finished the tour in Key West. Not a bad place wow. to, to finish a tour, though. Jeez. It's kind of hot and humid in July. Uh, and then I'm back here, and it's a little quiet. A lot of our groups are, are on vacation right now, so we, we force everyone to take their leave at the same time. Ah, just because, you, you know, it's tough to send out a rock band without a guitar player or a country band without a banjo player. So right, right. everyone takes their vacation time at the same time. And, you know, it's just typical office mode. So today I'm, I'm doing a podcast with nice. you guys. I'm setting something up with the, the Merchant Marine Academy. They have some students coming up in, in August, and they're going to do a side-by-side -side thing with our band and working out some training for some of our fleet bands. It's, I mean, it's exciting. There's never a dull oh. moment. Well, so, so you, you mentioned, you know, the, the Merchant Marine. So, like, when you both 
joined and you're, you're working in the office, was there ever a moment you're like, oh, wow, no way I get to do X, Y, Z? Was there anything like that? Like you, you call the merchant marine, you're like, I got to call the, the, the I, who now? I think <laughs> that, you know, I've been in, uh, in this band for 17 years and I've had a lot of those moments. I can't believe I'm doing this. And sometimes it's it's a joyous thing. You know, we're in Norway playing with all these other military bands from around the world. And sometimes it's very sad. You know, I'm doing a state funeral or funerals after, after 9-11. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's always really exciting things that happen in this job and, and, and historical events that take place that you get to be a part of. Wow. It makes it really cool. Wow. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, um, here's... Here's uh, another sort of question. It's three-part question. So, first part of it is: is how do you think this is, in your opinion, this is different than your your average uh, civilian band? Because there's obviously, you know, you have a lot of a lot of order around here, which is so nice. It's so <laughs> it's so lovely. <laughs> I mean, you're not you're not tripping over the bass player or anything. You know, um, how how do you think it's different than than a civilian band? I think it's just a matter of we represent something bigger than just the band. Mm-hmm. Like we are the public face of America's Navy. Mm-hmm. And so we are able to go to areas of the continental US or outside that don't necessarily have a lot of Navy influence per se. And we can show up and play a concert and Oh, these guys are represent. Exactly. Cool, right? Excellent, excellent. So, representing some bigger. Adam, anything to add to that? Right. So, you know, we get to be ambassadors for the Navy and and outside of the U.S. ambassadors for for the nation, which is really really cool. And also compared to civilian bands, you know, I, the difference for me always was uh, being on time. Like if if <laughs> if something in a civilian world happens at at you know, ten a.m. It might happen at 10.05, you know, whatever. If, if we say a bus is going to leave at 10 a.m., it's leaving at 10 a.m., whether you're on it or not. Uh, so, yes, we tend to be very, very organized. How do you the, keep any yeah. drummers, man? How do you keep any drummers? All of us learned very quickly uh, the, the nature of the job. But the, the big thing is, in the Navy, we're using music as, as, a, as a tool for communication. And, and we are reaching out to the American public, we're, we're building awareness about the Navy, and uh, overseas we're, we're helping develop these relationships with, with our partner nations, and it's, it's always awesome. Oh, that's, that's so cool. So, well, so, okay, so, so, get, okay, so ambassadors, okay, this actually adds to the, the next part. That, so ambassadors, okay, so, so not only do you have this pressure of, you know, upholding professional standards, not only do you have the pressure of being ambassadors to the nation, to the world, all this stuff. Reminds me of that Rick and Morty episode, but I digress. Um, <laughs> so, uh, with the, Rick, the talent show. You know, I still haven't seen Show me it. what you got. Well, oh, we get it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, you have, you, yes, yes, you have to see it. Uh, so, so, you have this, and then you have to play jazz. And jazz is not known for being a tame genre. Anything that necessarily is predictable or that fits in a particular structure. That makes sense what I'm saying. So you have sort of these these opposites coming together. How do you feel that? How do you work with that? 
Does that make sense what I'm asking? I think so. Let me let me clarify because I kind of <laughs> went around. Okay, so you so you have so when you go on stage, you have to represent, and you have to be really really good. And jazz, by its inherent nature, is full of experimentation and risk. And when you have risk, that means sometimes it wouldn't be good. How do you reconcile those together? I guess it ties into the question that you asked earlier about what has this job shown to me and hmm. taught me. And so um, going back to how we as humans, let alone musicians, are to err is to human. Mm. To be human, mm -hmm. right? So right, right. we will always have a situation where things will not necessarily go according to plan. And so my time in the band and in the Navy and being a musician has taught me that you have to be able to improvise. Mm -hmm. And how do you react to the situation? So experimentation, it's an opportunity for growth, right? Absolutely. And... The beauty of jazz is that there are so many genres within. Jazz can mean something different to everyone. Hmm. It's this open concept. And so just to be able to do, like yesterday at our concert, we did Everything's Coming Up Roses ah. <laughs> from Gypsy. That's awesome. At a super burning tempo. And we got to showcase Senior Chief Luis Hernandez on saxophone. Oh. And to be able to take this idea and spin it on its head. Like, so so basically, you just you answer it with really good chops, and you're like, watch this, and you just sort of embrace and it, and it's gonna be good. You embrace whatever comes. That's excellent, <laughs> excellent. Yeah, because it's 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 a it's a wonderful sort of contrast between these two worlds, and so that's how you fuse them. Interesting. Adam, anything to add to that? And I think you know the, the idea that the Navy is structured, which it is. Uh, we still send people out, and and we say, you know, here's your here's your objective, here's what we want you to accomplish, but we don't necessarily say this is how we want you to accomplish it. So, you know, we tell the Commodores, the, the jazz band, to go out and, and we want them to reach out to the public in this area. Now we're going to tell the country bluegrass band that we have, Country Current, to do the same thing. We expect them to do it two totally different ways. And we want them to experiment. The Navy wants us to experiment. The Navy wants to innovate. Will it always succeed? Maybe not. But that's that's, the that's how we yeah right 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 you know it, it was the the Michael Jordan quote who's you know he's, he lists all the times that he failed in his career these are the number of game winning shots that I miss this is the number of free throw shots that I miss you're gonna fail mm -hmm. but as you learn and you move forward you're gonna innovate you're gonna get better and we're gonna be able to uh, accomplish our mission as it were in a in a better way fantastic fantastic well thank you both for the insight so that's it's uh oh oh esoteric philosophical question you know that's, that's, that's what we live for as Love podcasters yeah. you know so so um do you so when you go when you're i think i think you've you've answered this already but when you personally go on stage so we have this idea of being the ambassador to the navy the ambassador to the nation when you um christine like what's what's the 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 gig that you went out, you know, every gig, I'm sure you're um, not nervous, but like very um, conscientious of doing a good job. But what's the one gig that made you go, oh, and and you got what was in your head then? <laughs> I actually, I actually can picture 
that gig perfectly. It was my very first gig in the Navy music program. I was playing in the Mall of Asia in the Philippines because I was actually stationed um, with the band in Yokosuka, Japan. And it did not go the way I wanted it to. <laughs> I never used to suffer from stage fright, but I think just the buildup and I was prepared, but I just stood there sort of frozen, just sort of singing the songs. And I just remember feeling so defeated afterwards. Oh, wow. And it was a three-day um, trip. And so the next day, I just threw caution to the wind and was just like, you know what? These people are here. They want to be here. If they don't like it, they can leave. Like, right, right. they want you to succeed. And so I think it was just that second gig felt like I totally killed it. I don't know. Awesome, awesome. But it was just being able to sing Gangnam Style with one of the local celebrities in the Philippines was just unreal. <laughs> what? And, um, you know, just... Did you sing the Korean? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Wow. I've sung in more languages than I can count at this point. It's wow. amazing. But that just so being cool. able to take myself out of it mm-hmm. and be like, you know what? It's bigger than me. That's neat. Yeah. That's neat. It's pretty cool. Adam, you have anything to add to that? I, I think uh, Christine nailed it. Um, you know... The, the key is preparation. You go out there and, and you, you'll have different levels of nervousness based on maybe how prominently you're featured. Sometimes you're just a guy in the band and sometimes you're out in front. Uh, but at the end of the day, if you've prepared, I mean, you're, you're ready. You, you just, I don't want to say you go on autopilot, but you know, you, you, you put all those, those, the, the mechanical things aside and you're just like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to make music. I'm going to connect with the audience, wh- whatever the, the case may be. And then if things start to derail, that's when your brain starts going. It's like, all right, how do, how do we adapt? How do we overcome <laughs> whatever just went wrong? And there's, you know, you, as a musician, you know, you see a million things go wrong. Yeah, oh, right. And, right, and right, you know, I think what separates the great musicians is, is how do you overcome that? And how do you not let on to the audience that it ever went wrong? That's that's right there, right there. I, I gotta, I'm gonna remember that myself. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, is there? Um, this must be a life changing experience, you know, doing that. Is there any? Is there one or two takeaways that you'd like to share, like that you could tell anybody? You know, if you say, hey, you know, I've been playing in in the Commodores, or I've been, I've been, you know hurting cats, you know, <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, what, is there anything, any cool overarching theme that you've gathered from all of this? I mean, I know it's kind of a weird. Uh, well, for me, you know, so the, the Navy, they hire us as musicians. You know, we were educated, experienced musicians before we got in the Navy. And then you get in the Navy and they, you go to boot camp and they, they train you, they teach you how to be a sailor. And then and then you kind of go back to being a musician, and you kind of go back and forth with, I'm a musician, I'm a sailor. And at some point you realize, well, I guess I'm both. Like, and that's cool. Uh, but the big thing for me, and, and this is, I guess, working for the government, is you know, the, the, the money that we make, the salaries that, that get paid to us, are from taxpayers. Mm. And I always think, like, am I doing enough to earn that? So if this job has taught me anything, it's just that like, at the end of every day, it's like, did I earn that today? And then you wake up in the morning and say, all right, it's time to, to earn it again. Wow. And it just it just never stops. And I think there was some some movie where they said, you know, you never you never cross the finish line. You never get to spike the ball. You just it just keeps going and going. And you just 
once you get used to that, you're, you're good. And hopefully you do that. And as a musician or whatever profession you're in, you're just going to keep getting better. Adam, thank you. That, that's awesome, man. I appreciate it. Well, uh, my estimated taxes are coming up in September, and I'll be like, <laughs> yeah, that's good. You know, because they usually I'm like, but I will, I will pay them with a smile on my face. Awesome. No, no, people are working so hard for them. So, so sincerely, thank you for that. So um, that's, that's really nice to hear. Absolutely. Thank you. So, Christine, anything? Um, I think... I think that one of my favorite things about the job that I wasn't expecting when I signed up is that every concert we do a tribute um, to all of the different branches of military. Um, and so we allow veterans and their families to stand up and be recognized. Oh, how nice. And so every concert, like gangbusters, it, it just overwhelms the mm -hmm. feeling of camaraderie and morale and the fact that it's unreal. Like, I say all the time, I'm like, oh, I forget that I'm a sailor. But, like, truth is, I am. And it's just, it's so cool to be able to represent and honor those people. What a special thing. What a special thing. Well, thank you both so much. Is there anything else that you'd like to add for the listeners? Uh, one, thank you for, yeah. for having us oh, on. This my, is, this is great. Uh, the big thing for us is just that, you know, we're out here and we're playing music and that's cool. But we're out there to, to represent all of these sailors right now, you know, more than 300,000 who are around the world, yeah. and they're working hard every day, uh, and sometimes in less than ideal conditions uh, to keep us safe back here at home. And that's why we're out here doing what we do. Wonderful. And thank you, and thank you for your service. Absolutely. Christine, anything you'd like to add? Come see us in concert. Yes, yes. I almost <laughs> forgot. Where can we see you, and how can we keep tabs on all this stuff? We have a website. We have a website. You follow us on Facebook. So the easiest thing, you go to our website, just Google Navy Band, or your search engine of, of preference, obviously. Right. And we're, we'll, be the square, yeah. right, right. <laughs> we'll be the first thing that pops up. Right. We'll be the first thing that pops up. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, we're on all those. Uh, and so you can keep up with us that way, get the latest news about the band, where we're playing, what we're doing. Um, and we play a lot. So, uh, you know, between us and uh, our, our 10 other bands in the Navy, we're talking 6,000 gigs a year. Wow. Uh, so there's, there's no excuse, no matter where you live in the world, not to hear a Navy band. Gee, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, we'll come out and see you. I'll be like, oh, I know them. I know them. <laughs> awesome. Please come up and say hi. I feel so, I feel so VFP. Thank you. Thank you both so very much. You've been listening to The Signalman Show. I'm your host, Josh Urban, and we're broadcasting every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on SoundCloud, iTunes, and everywhere fine podcasts are found. I hope you've enjoyed this as much as I have. And hey, during season two, try to get more people involved with this. So drop me a line at joshjoshurban.com or tweet at me at don'tjoshme. You can have a, a story, a question, a hello, a shout out to Aunt Margaret, or a good deed that you saw or that you did. doesn't matter. It's so nice that you're here, so keep it fresh, keep it funky, keep it real, and I will catch you on the flip side. See you next time.